Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below average golfers by two below average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, as always, joined by Caleb Wallen. Caleb, we are back. Um, episode two of 2024, which is wild to say. And we are almost through the month of January. Um, and we tried out a new style and we both liked it. So we're going to keep doing it which is here on audio. If you're listening on audio and you're hearing this section of the podcast, uh, you are receiving an exclusive look at the pot or hearing an exclusive uh, uh, look, I guess. Well, I don't know what would be the word for that. Um, exclusive listen. Um, sneak peek. Podcast, sneak peek, whatever. Um, but either way, you are. we are doing more content on the YouTube channel and the two videos that we put out uh, perform pretty well. So we are going to keep giving this a shot and take a look back once it gets springtime and see if it's uh, something we're going to continue or not. But either way, Caleb, how are you doing? Golf is back and that's what matters. Um, I've yeah. been watching golf the last two weeks on TV. Um, so it's, it's nice to have that back. The, the waste management's right around the corner. I can smell it. So, um, excited for that. Um, but yeah, man, we're, we're one step closer to, to getting out in the clubs or getting out in the course and swinging the clubs ourselves. So anytime we can get closer to that, it's a good day. It's wild. I saw Arrowhead, one of our local courses here in Indiana. Um, Arrowhead had to put out a reminder that, Hey, you can't come in and golf cause it's too wet but the weather is looking a little nicer. So right. it's at least encouraging that it's not too far away. Some people are at least interested in calling in and enough to a point to where they have to make a Facebook post. So yeah, for sure. But um, not too far away. Had that realization at the end of the last podcast. Um, so anyways, well, uh, we have a couple things that we'll be covering today. Uh, we have an opposite handed challenge that Caleb has brought to the table and um, we will be discussing the hypothetical uh, situation there. And then we are uh, in the process of planning a Ryder Cup style bags cup um, with some of our, what, 16 closest friends um, or teammates in some form or fashion. Um, yep. and so we will be, you know, we're, we're aiming for that to happen some point uh, late summer, early fall. Um, so details, TBD. Uh, but we are, you know, working through all that. So we will talk about that as well. Um, so yeah, we will uh, begin the episode and, and get over into the opposite handed challenge uh, for our segment one. Caleb, you brought me a um, scenario for uh, an opposite handed challenge uh, when it comes to to golfing. So what did you have in mind and what were the what, what was the scenario that we'd be discussing today? Yeah, so it's not an original idea. I'm sure everybody's probably thought of it, um, seeing it multiple different pages, multiple different social media sites. Um, but essentially, it's just, you know, could you play the opposite hand um, to a point where, you know, for this, for the example that I gave, you know, could I started out with both of us break 90 um, playing left handed? We're both right handed golfers. So could both of us break 90 left handed? Um, we'd have a year to do it. And if so, we want a million dollars. Um, I want to say, I said, if we took the challenge and couldn't do it, then we couldn't play golf again. Um, so, you know, that risk reward, then, you know, you, you made the point that it's probably better if, if yourself did 100 break a hundred. Um, and honestly, the more that I think about it, uh, I should probably do a hundred as well. 
to, you know, try to really entice me to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I've swung a club left-handed. Um, it is very awkward to say the least. So you've done it. So you've, you've had experience and was this because you had to, or is this because you were just kind of giving it a shot? So the, I think the first time I ever did it was at top golf. Um, the group that I was with, we had one person that was left-handed. Um, and I went up there and tried to, tried to swing and I, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I I know this isn't going to necessarily be easy, but I can still make, you know, decent contact and, you know, maybe it's a 30 yard slice or, you know, a 40 yard hook or whatever. Um, but I barely made contact with the ball. Um, and then, you know, a couple other times I've kind of had to turn my club over, um, and kind of hack it out of, you know, a place I can think of, uh, one specific moment out at Arrowhead hole number nine, um, I hit it past the dog leg. It landed up against a tree. I was having a really good round, so I couldn't, or I didn't want to take that drop to, you know, yeah. take the extra stroke. Um, so I just turned the club over and hit a little punch. I think it was like a five iron, um, advanced it up maybe 30 yards at the most, just because of the way that I topped it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, knocked it on and I'm sure I probably two putted or three putted for sure. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's really the only experience that I have with hitting it left-handed. Um, hopefully I don't have to do it very often. Well, you have a year to figure out if you, um, if you wanted to take this challenge again, you break 90 or a hundred, depending on how, how, how you want to set yourself up. Um, I personally will choose the a hundred because, I still can barely break 90 sometimes with uh, with my uh, dominant hand and uh, what I'm used to and what I've always golfed with. But maybe it'd be an opportunity to change up the swing. Maybe it'd be an opportunity to start from square one. Maybe there's just I'm, you know, just have some of those natural. I used to play baseball when I was growing up and I never really took lessons um, for, you know, up until this last year um for for my golf swing so maybe if i started the other way it'd be easier to get some of the mechanics down um Could i've be. never swung i've never swung a club uh left hand like i, I i've never had I, i've definitely been in situations where i could have um and maybe saved myself i have not put myself in the situation or put myself like forced myself to do it um, right. i haven't tried it out i haven't gotten curious uh, I'm not as confident as you are. I think uh, when it comes to about top golf or a simulator, uh, uh, I would fear for others' safety in that situation. Uh, so to this answer launches your the question, club backwards. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to answer your question, uh, I I I would have a very hard time accepting this challenge. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about maybe some things that we would do if we were faced with this challenge to win a million dollars. Um, but I haven't done anything, you know, golf related, uh, with my left hand. Now I have done something sports related, um, for, with my left hand, but before I get to that, have you done anything other than golf sports related? Do you have any sort of like, what is the usage of your non-dominant hand? Is it decent enough with anything else? Like throw, throwing a ball, anything like Throwing is difficult if I have to like if I have to grip it, if that makes any sense. So like I can kind of like cup it or like, you know, 
launch it open palm. Yeah. But if I have to like grip it and throw it, uh, no, can't really throw. <laughs> um, I can probably, if I really wanted to, I could play basketball left-handed. Um, I can shoot fairly well left-handed. Um, for whatever reason, my my preferred layup in basketball was always left-handed because really, I broke my right foot um, in middle school. And I don't know if I just like favored it a certain way or it just grew back, you know, or unbroke itself a little bit uh, nicer. Um, But I've sprained my left ankle twice, which definitely hurt worse than the break. Um, Sprained my left ankle twice, sprained my right ankle once, and then broke my right foot. But I just felt like my right foot was stronger. Um, and I felt like I could jump higher and somebody that was always trying to, you know, chase dunking it in, in high school, I just kind of favored my right foot and was like, all right, here we go. Um, I also think at my house at at my parents' house, um, had a basketball goal and my parents, the driveway was ever so slightly leaning from the right side of the basket to the left. Um, as far as the concrete goes, so it wasn't quite level. So if I jumped from the right side using my left hand, I could get higher. So I like doing that. Um, so yeah, I think I could play basketball left-handed. Um, I've tried to bat left-handed in slow pitch softball. That did not go over well. That's I think concerning. I, I think I whiffed pretty hard. That's just because for this challenge, but okay. just just because I was like, you know what? Again, I it may not go very far, but I'll make good contact. Um, I I know I had to switch at one point. I was like, you know what? I'm in middle of the at bat. I'm I'm moving around, uh, which I I don't think is legit in baseball rules. I think if you choose one side in baseball, you have to stay on that side for the whole at bat. Um. Any baseball people can can correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, yeah, in softball, obviously we don't care. Um, I think I did hit it one time, and it was like a dribbler, like to third base because I was so late. Um, so yeah, that's my extent. I would I would just say my left hand is probably reserved for basketball only. Okay, but decent enough. I mean, I'll, what I'll say is there's only one very specific thing that I can do sports related um maybe two but one that like for some reason and this is barely i I wouldn't consider it a sport in the same way but um i can i've always like my entire life have chosen to throw a frisbee with my left hand like i i that is my preference like i i was I don't know what what led me to that. My dad's left-handed, um, so that may like add to it. Like it's in my blood, and maybe like he just taught me how. You know, I don't know. Like everything right. else is right-handed, um, but for some reason the frisbee is just natural to me. Like that's it feels like the only thing I can do. Um, so for disc golf, hey, I'll take this challenge because I'm already <laughs> you know at an advantage here, and that's how I would play disc golf anyways. Um, I, everything I, else I just... can't. Can't do it. I would never picture you playing like just throwing a frisbee around. I don't know why. Like probably because the only time I've ever thrown a frisbee, I think, is like on the beach. Like, yeah, no, it's so very it's like rare. 
<laughs> I could just it's very rare. Yeah, I was always gonna go play frisbee today. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't get disc golf. I don't. I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, everything else. Uh, no, not great. Not great. Left-handed. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Just. Just have not. I probably haven't challenged myself enough. Um, in, in some areas to to be that way, but that's okay. I I, I like the dominant hand. So. Sure. I'm going to just go ahead and say I would not take this challenge, um, but it sounds like, and I would challenge you to actually take this challenge, given that you have some skill with your left hand and you have a lot more knowledge of golf than I do. I think you have a, you, you have a much better baseline foundation of the game, given your you know years of experience and all of that. So, right. my question to you then is, if you accept my challenge to your challenge. Um, what would you, what would kind of your, what would your, what investments would you make knowing that there's a million dollars on the line? What investments would you make, whether it's coaches, equipment, technology, whatever it may be to set yourself up for success, to truly learn how to swing the golf club well enough to break a hundred, break 90, like what investments would you make there? So I would definitely try to go for the equipment first because I think I could do enough like just punch shots to get me going like get me it may not be off the ground but it's going to roll for 100 <laughs> yards or so depending on the club um so yeah I think equipment would be the most important for me um then I'd probably try to throw in a coach or two um just to try to it give any pointers that they could um probably would try let's see I'm trying to even like picture the swing um yeah i would just have to hit punch shots that's it like yeah. it'd be punch shots all day so i'd probably be out there with like a driver and then hybrids through like a 7 hybrid hopefully okay. yeah. just to try to get me some distance yeah. Um, I I have enough confidence in my chipping, yeah, on the right side that I think I could still probably do that on the left side. I agree. Um, putting's a wash because we all know if you've listened before, I'm not a great putter <laughs> yet. Uh, yes. but uh, yeah, I would equipment from driver to like seven iron would be huge for me. So mostly equipment investments and maybe a couple, clearly a couple coaches to help use that equipment at least get yourself to a decent level where you can use that to, to some degree but i agree yeah. I, I i think that around the green um i think you would i could see you just hitting those nasty flop shots still with a you know what i mean like I, I, I <laughs> just see, that's like one of the best open it way game. up yeah uh, so i i would have a lot of confidence in you around the green um and i think that the drivers you wouldn't be able to hit it as far as you do now for sure but I think that the drivers are for, and if you set it up well enough, you could probably get forgiving enough to put it out there a decent amount off the tee. So it'd really be kind of like bridging the gap between <laughs> around the green yeah. and off the tee uh, for you. And, and so you would invest in equipment there. So, um, okay. So you take the challenge, you're doing a bunch of punch shots. You're, you're, you're somewhat confident around the green. You're putting yourself in a decent, I would say, decent enough position to break 90 or 100. 
Um, what is the course that you would try to do it at? And when you complete the challenge and you do, um, you do win it, you do win the million dollars. What is your first purchase golf related? We, we know that you'd probably do something nice for your family first, but right. before that golf related, make it fun for us for, for the pod. So I would definitely say Arrowhead, um, okay. because I think, and this is not a, like, this is not a knock towards Arrowhead or anything else, but it's probably the shortest course around here that is yeah. the most forgiving. Um, I would say fall Creek is very short, very, very short, yes. but some of the fairways on the back nine are wicked. Um, <laughs> are. so I would probably stay away from there. Um, there is a course that Cole and I have played up in Noblesville. I'm forgetting the name. It's a nine hole course only, but it was fairly short. Um, the only problem is it had a very elevated um, tee bot or very elevated tee to green on a par three. Um, and I think I would be screwed there. So, yeah, I think Arrowhead's probably the move because um, I can hopefully punch it to 175 and then, you know, work my way around from there because um, it wouldn't be too awful bad. Um you know, coming in on that second shot. So yeah, I would say arrowhead. Um, and then if I win it, um, I, I was talking about this to a coworker over the weekend. We went to golf galaxy and kind of checked some things out. Um, so, so if, again, if you've listened, you know, to the pod before, like I'm a big USA guy, my entire bag is USA top to bottom bag, head covers, towel, like all that's USA. Um, what I would probably do is, get the same setup of clubs, just multiple sets. So mm. I would have my USA bag and the the clubs in my USA bag are, are over there. Um, I would do, there was a Scooby-Doo like club head cover or like driver and putter cover. That was, that was awesome. So, you know, maybe like a, a cartoon, a cartoon bag, you know, um, I would probably do an Indiana bag with all Indiana stuff. We don't have to talk about that after that. That's probably what I would do, though. Um, but I'm trying to think. Like, I would. That's probably what I would do. I would just buy multiple sets and then, you know, change out the, or also buy the clubhead covers and stuff like that, just to kind of have different, you know. Um, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? Have different themes for my bag. There you go. Okay. So you heard it here first everybody caleb is going to take this hypothetical challenge in this hypothetical scenario he is going to win a million dollars out at arrowhead golf course uh and greenfield and he is going to have a theme for every single time that he goes out to the course so uh, yeah. caleb excited to see how you challenge yourself in this and yeah uh, congrats an early congrats on, on early congrats dollars. yeah for sure all right, so you've heard of the Ryder Cup, you've heard of the President's Cup, but have you heard of the Bags Cup? Caleb, you and I are, you more than I, uh, are huge fans of the Ryder Cup. Uh, in the last segment, you talked about how excited, or how much you know USA means to you, so you're a huge fan, but we just love the format overall. Um, so what we did um, and what we've talked about is putting together our own Bags Cup. Um, and we'll, we'll get into all the details of everything, but 
spoiler alert, it would be Caleb versus me uh, as, as far as captain. So Caleb is Europe. I am USA. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to today's episode. <laughs> No, but uh, Caleb is is whatever his team name is and, and uh, team names to be determined. But what we have in mind um, is that we are each going to be a captain of our own team. We are going to have eight total players, so seven plus us um, on each team. Um, and we will hopefully make this a, a longstanding tradition, uh, similar to how you see those groups of, of the old guys that have been going out And they've been, uh, you know, they've gone to a a golf trip, destination golf trip for 40 years in a row. And the group just keeps growing and 40 years, that's going to be us, but bags cup number 40 is that's going to be a big group of guys. We're probably at 20 players per team at that point. Um, so looking forward, that'd be incredible. (laughs) That would be, but anyways, so. We are doing that. We're planning to do that later into um, the either late summer, early fall of 2024. Uh, we're working through all the logistics right now. Uh, but what we are doing um, is that uh, is that I will be the first home team. So I get to choose the course. So we'll get to that. Um, and it is going to do, be a two-day tournament um, it is the ideal plan there. Uh, so Caleb, what is going to happen in those, in those two days, um, for the, the bags cup? Yeah. So two days, 18 holes each day. So, you know, 36 total holes, um, really excited, uh, you know, to get all this hammered out. And like you said, hopefully we can still, you know, be doing it in 40 years or whatever. Um, we're going to split each round into two sessions. So there's going to be four sessions total. Um, we're going to do nine holes of alternate shot, nine of best ball, nine of a scramble between two and or two V two and then nine singles. And then with the 20 points across the four sessions, um, 10 and a half points is going to win the bags cup. Um, I have in mind if we happen to tie or whatever, let's just go to a putt off. Yep. Keep it simple. I, yep. you know, we don't have to replay anything, take anybody's time. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, we've talked about having a dinner the night before of all the guys just to, you know, talk some smack to each other, you know, scope out the competition, you know, judge a book by its cover, um, that kind of thing. But yeah, um, excited to get to it. Hopefully, um, I've been kind of like secretly or subtly trying to push Owen to like, get me a course. Yes. Um, I because I, I'm I have a really good idea I think of at least two maybe three courses that I I'm, I'm assuming that you're gonna pick um, okay. so I'm kind of like putting the feeler out for some of the guys that are on my team like hey like have you played here before like oh you have like you know what what do you like about it or you know stuff like that um, if it's if it's one of the courses that I think that you might pick I think only two of us have ever played it. Um, so that would be a totally new realm for everybody else except for myself and and one of the guys. So um, I'm excited to see if I can get that out of you today so that I can really start to to plan and prepare. Hmm. No selection today, but I, I definitely have narrowed Wait. it down to a certain list. Whether or not I reveal any of those on the list, you might just have to keep your eyes open a little bit. 
um, maybe take a look at just some different props in, in the Zoom room here. Um, but, but while while I speak there, while you investigate the screen a little bit and, and, and see what I'm talking about, um, I'm as far as strategy goes, I, I'm uh, I'm being I'm going to be ultra quiet in some ways, such as course selection. Uh, clearly, there's going to be a point where I'm going to have to pick the course. And we're yeah, well, first out. of all, there's mountains in this course that's in the background. So unless we're going down to. I said it's in the, I didn't. I didn't say where, or I didn't say what specifically. I just said that it is in these two zoom boxes of some capacity. So it's a little hint. It's very little, but it's somewhere in here. So you've got an Ohio State shirt on. Mm-hmm. I can't quite read your hat, but that's uh, that's, that's part of it. I'm, okay. That's my get. That was going to be my guess. That was that, that was one A. Oh, or course the course. The course so is you are able to read it. Yes, I, okay. I can see it now. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm wearing a purgatory uh, hat. I chose this because I knew that this was going to be a topic. Um, it also is the only course hat that I have of the of the select courses that I am considering. <laughs> so um, either way, so that could be my one A or that could be my five or six or seven. Anyways, it's... I get to choose that. Um, so I get to pick that and then I get to pick the order of the format. So you can alt shot, best ball, scramble and singles. Um, I get to kind of figure out how I want to go about that. Um, and then you get to choose who picks first in the pairings and then who tees off first. I'll give you the advantage. Now you should probably, if I, <laughs> you should probably pick me to tee off first <laughs> or pick my group or something. Uh, but that's up to you. So, um, before we get all to that, there, there are a couple things that we do have to kind of figure out. Um, and, and we don't have to reveal who we're picking, but I do think it's important to talk about teammate selection because we've seen in the Ryder Cup here recently that it's not always about the skill necessarily of the person. Now, of course, they're all pro golfers. We all know that. But it's not necessarily the um, picking the best golfer in the world just because they're the best golfer in the world um, or, you know, sorry, I should say picking one of the best seven golfers in the world. Right. Um, because, you know, there's the auto qualifiers, which we don't have in this situation, but it's not always picking the best golfer, you know, it, um, it, it is, you know, important to pick somebody that's going to be a good locker room vibe, going to be a good vibe and, and all that. So I'm curious to see like when you are thinking about this and again, you don't have to reveal who you're picking, but, what is like most important to you as a captain going into the, the teammate selection? Yeah. So for me, it was, it was skill based first. And then mm. after that, it was like relationships next, like that was number the slot number two. So um, I, I'm, I have a couple stalwarts I'm assuming. Um, I don't know who you'll pick, um, but I'm. I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm fairly confident in the three. That I'm pretty top heavy, um, so it was picking those top heavy guys and then finding like who would be best to play with them. Um, you know, friendships. You know how long they've known each other. You know, family. Are they family? Are they just you know really tight friends? Do they are they strangers or whatever? Um, so yeah, I, it's it was 
top heavy first and then kind of fill fill the relationships from there. Um I'm fully expecting Gare Bear to go undefeated. So Oh. Revealing one of those selects. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll see. Uh that's why I had to change the date on one of those that I sent in the in that message because um one of the dates I think I threw out there is actually the day of the Wellspring outing. So like we can't we can't play that weekend. Nope. Um so yeah, uh top heavy and then relationships. That's that's where we're going. And I think if I can pair pair them together the right way, then it'll just be a solid pairing. It, I don't have to, you know, doesn't have to be extravagant, you know, doesn't have to go, you know, doesn't have to be over in the first three holes. Like it's just solid golf. And that's that's what I think I can put together. Well, I like the strategy. Uh, I think it's smart. And um, I am absolutely terrified of Gare Bear being on a team because the vibes are immaculate on the golf course <laughs> of Gare Bear. So I'm a little, uh, a little frustrated with that one. Um, but but you know what? Um, you deserve it. You, de- you deserve to, to have him on the team. So um, I'm actually going to go the reverse of, of you. And uh, my team is probably not as solidified as yours is um because i there's a lot more to work out i think in this strategy i'm going relationship first specifically to like people that are fun to play golf with that i've been on the course with that like yes things go bad you're gonna be mad occasionally like we all have our moments we all know it but ultimately are you a good hang and like are you a little competitive you know like you don't have to be over the top but like i'm kind of going relationship first um, part of the reason is I don't have as many, like, like you're out of my friends, you are the best golfer that I know. Right. And, and, but like out of your friends, you're not the best golfer of, you know, like you are, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, no, I'm not, I will <laughs> first to admit I am not like you have a better golf friend connection, uh, than I do. Right. Like I, I just don't have a whole lot of uh at least from a close friend perspective i don't i don't have a whole lot of close friends other than like you are the best close friend when it comes to golf anyways um so i'm going you know make that connection good vibes are gonna have a good time be a little competitive gonna kind of cheer things up and then expand out okay who do you know who do you know (laughs) who who are you good at playing golf with because right i have a couple people in mind that are good at golf and you know, or or a friend, um, but you know, kind of more of a distant friend. Um, when I think of things, so it would be more of kind of being strategic on uh, pairing them with someone they may be a better friend with, something like that. So, right, uh, a, l- a little different, but I'm going vibes first, talent second. So we'll, we'll see. That, that'll be interesting to to see how things go there. Um, and then, what are you willing to share on your preparation? Don't have to go too much into it. I'll I'll say that. Uh, I mean, the prep is just hope that the guys have played that course, um, in some fashion. Um, you know, maybe after dinner, I've I I would say that I have my team. Um, I've texted all of them. We have a group message right now. Um, (laughs) not not like we're not sending stuff every day. Like it was just like a hey, I'm I'm this is what we're doing. I would like you guys to be on board. Are you on board? Yes. Okay. I'm going to start this group message. 
okay, hey, everybody's on board. These are the dates we're shooting for. Um, eventually, you know, we pick dates or whatever. We'll be like, hey, we're going to do a dinner, you know, on Friday night. Um, whether everybody stays at my house after, you know, dinner or whatever, or if you guys want to go home, whatever. Team slumber party, um, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, throw a couple pillows around. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, then, you know, probably just try to get the those good vibes like you talked about. Um, just good vibes amongst the group at that point. Um, and then maybe for the people that haven't looked at or haven't been to the course, haven't looked at it or whatever, maybe, you know, pull up on 18 birdies on the TV or something and be like, Hey, this, you know, on this hole, this is where you want to try to hit it on this hole. You want to try to avoid this area or whatever. Um, probably not too, too extensive. It'll just be like, Hey, figure it out. You guys are also adults. So, um, don't hate each other. Good vibes. And let's go win this thing. That that'll be the mantra. Good. Good. Well, um, yeah, so, I mean, some of my selections will be based on, or I, I may be planting some seeds with, Hey, let's uh, go out to the course that I'm selecting and let's play, you know, in the spring and the, in the summer, if you haven't, you know, kind of, kind of get some of that. And then, um, from a team chemistry perspective, um, again, I, I'm making some decisions early on that I think will help with a lot of that. And then, um, without naming any names, I'm definitely going to have to set a curfew and say, Hey, uh, we got some golf to play the next two days. So maybe don't go do anything. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> I have one person in mind, at least for that one, maybe yep. two people, maybe two. Oh, that's um, funny. But anyways, so, okay. Um, last thing to end it out. You don't get to select this year, but, in a dream world that bags blows up, we have all the money in the world and you do get the choice in 2025, where would be the location that you would choose dream course, uh, for the, the bags cup. So I would want a course that has like a lot of risk reward. Um, I think we really, I, we saw a really good example at that at Marco Simone. Um, some of those holes were, were gettable for the guys or there's water right there. Um, you know, so I probably wouldn't have us travel over to Europe by any means. Um, I I would love to play St. Andrews that in that fashion, um, mm. but obviously logistically, even though we in this fake scenario, hypothetical scenario, we have all the money in the world, we don't have to worry about it. Um, that would still be like I think taxing for all of us non-professional golfers to yes. try to go and face the the jet lag and everything else. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, there's two courses that come to mind. One of those I don't think is the risk reward. And that's, um, yeah, where they play the Memorial. Um, I think that would be fun just to, you know, come up 18 with that, you know, the clubhouse right there and there's the Hill and you know, all that stuff just visually that looks pretty cool. Um, but as much as I talk about it on here, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say Scottsdale. Um, mm. There's definitely some some risk reward holes. There's some, you know, if you take this hole too easy, or you know, mentally if you take it easy on yourself, then it'll get you, and it's a simple hole. Um, but yeah, I especially since I've played there before. Not sorry to mention that again. Sorry to but, brag. Sorry that I, yeah, am, sorry, I almost yeah, got I had a birdie you know, on, on, on sixteen. Hole. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some holes there um, when dad and I were playing that was like, 
okay, I if I didn't have a rental set and I was the only person out here, I would definitely try to cut this corner. I'd probably try yeah. to play it like this or, um, you know, something like that. But, um, but yeah, the probably play it that way. There is the hill on 18 on the right side of the fairway. So, you know, if you happen to be the anchor match, all the guys are going to be waiting right there on the hill for you. Um, the way that the clubhouse looks, it, it overlooks the 18th hole anyway. Um, or it's another, another course that has the 18th hole overlook. So, um, yeah, I think if money wasn't an option, um, I'd probably take us all out to, to Scottsdale. Well, looking forward to it because, again, Baggins is going to take off. The Baggins Cup is going to be a 40-year-long tradition, if not longer, um, and Baggins Cup 2025, um, you trying to get your first win, will be out at Scottsdale. So, good luck. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Looking forward to the Bags Cup 2024, and of course, we'll we'll keep everybody up to date uh, as we progress towards that. There is one really uh, interesting thing that I I think that w- it's in our it, you know it's in the notes, but we don't really think about um, as far as preparing and and that kind of thing is like because we're doing nine hole sections or sessions, you're gonna it's gonna be easiest I think if we pair the two people together for those two sessions. So, you know, I, I would, I know we've talked about Cole might be a, a leverage one way or another, (laughs) depending on who we can find. Um, but I think like Cole and I could, you know, could play singles well together. I think we could, you know, Hey, good shot. Hey, you know, keep it going. Um, but like, I don't think I'm, you know, confident enough in myself to put him in good spots in like alternate shot. So like I have to plan out like, okay, if it's, if it's scramble and singles, Cole and I might play together, but if it's alternate shot and uh, like, you know, alternate shot and scramble, like I really have to think about, okay, can I put Cole in good situations? Can he put me in good situations to, you know, obviously nobody wants to lose ever. So like, can we at least get a half a point? And so, well, like, that's, that's going to be a, a thing that really runs through my mind is like, okay, Owen has laid this this session out with this session. You know, how who can I put together for those two that are going to make sense, not just, you know, our team against your team. It's also our team against the format with how – or my team against the format with, with yeah. how we pick. Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah, clearly because it's the Bags Cup and it's 16 people um, that are not professional golfers and will be pay- playing out at, out at a public course. Maybe, hey, maybe I'll go private. Maybe I'll go find a private course that no one's played. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. Know. No, but um, because we have to go play at a public course and because uh, we don't... We'll uh, take up four tee times. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, will, we don't have the flexibility as much as a, a normal rider cup would. So anyways, well, yeah, looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be here before we know it. And of course, as we get closer to it, we'll, we'll be sharing the detail. Uh, Caleb, is there anything golf related, anything that you just want to get off of your mind? This is your time to speak. These are not segments. This is strictly for the audio listeners. I just want to hear like what's going through your mind here at the end of January going into uh, 2024 golf, like anything open, open season, uh, give give me kind of what what's on your mind there. So there is one uh, okay. that I, comes to mind immediately. Um, 
when you are speaking about a hole in one and you're speaking of multiple, like I have had six or I have had two or whatever, where do you put the plural in hole in one? Do you put it in hole where it's holes in one or do you put it on one where it's hole in ones? So I personally, as somebody who has a hole in one, so I'm the expert here for the bags podcast. <laughs> um, I, I mean, if no, I, you're not wrong. You're not, not wrong. wrong. Not wrong. But I'm going to um, hit two this summer and then I'm going to pass you and then we'll, I'll be the expert. There you go. There you go. But if I hypothetically were to get another hole in one, I would say, hey, Caleb, I have two hole in ones. That's what I would say. Now, would you say, hey, Owen, I just surpassed you. I have two holes in one. Okay. Absolutely good. not. Good. I'm I, glad that we agree. <laughs> dude, I can't stand when people say that. Uh, okay. Thank I, God. <laughs> because in my mind, like, yes, it is two separate holes, but like it's a hole in one. Like that's it's hyphenated across the board to me. So you can't throw in a letter in a hyphenated word. Like it's it's one thing, like you treat it as one word. So because it is a hole in one, I have multiple hole in ones. Yes. That's the only correct way. But I, I would, I know that there's a lot of people yes. that say it the other way. Yes. And it does not make sense. And it is, I no. will have two hole in ones by the end of 2024. And I will have. No holes in one because that is the incorrect way to say it. I'll die, I'll die on that hill. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, I can't um, wait. We we'll have to put like a a Twitter poll and then yes. just get mutilated like we did last time when we put a Twitter poll about like walking and riding. Oh um, my gosh, Dude, we just got yeah. obliterated. Yeah, like for <laughs> even suggesting that we ride at all. Oh um, my gosh, I forgot that was about brutal. That. Yeah, some so, of those replies were brutal. So yeah, I'm I'm excited on this one. If you're a new listener um, or don't follow us on Twitter, yeah, we uh, put out a poll last year and talking about you know riding or um, you know, walking out at the golf course. And to us, like that's all that's mostly that's all I knew <clears throat> up until last year. Um, you had some experience walking with high school golf and all of that. Um, but we, yeah, we got tore apart. We're like, oh, so, okay. Maybe it's just an Indiana thing. I don't know. Like, thanks guys. But anyways, um, you take a buggy around the course, right? It's like, I I disrespected the game. (laughs) We did see a lot of, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, and I'm not criticizing any, like by any means, I will accept any and all followers and listeners and subscribers and everything else. But I think we had a lot of like european like people that you know somehow caught our channel or caught our pages and they were like oh it's you take a buggy around the course like well first of all we take a golf cart around the course (laughs) second of all uh yeah i mean we i think we both want to walk i i don't think it's a it's a matter of we don't want to walk it's to us i think it was in our heads we thought like time wise it it would be quicker which Teed pointed out to us, and I think you know, having done it a couple times, I I don't think time would really be that much of a difference. Um, depending on who you're with, it may actually be faster because you know you're both going to your separate balls, and if you're 
both close to the fairway every time, then you're not searching in the woods or anything like that. So I think, right. yes, it could be quicker depending on who you're with, if you're walking. Um, but then you don't get like, you don't get to hang out with the, the person that you're playing with really, right. unless you like, like meet together off the tee, like walk and then, okay. All right. Owen's 30 yards left and I'm 40 yards. Right. Like, here we go. Like I got to walk to right. my ball and then I'm like, Owen, right. What are you Good doing shot. for dinner? Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Like, what, like even just the little, like, Oh, what'd you, what'd you do on that last shot? It's like, Oh dude, I'm on my fifth shot right now because did you not see me scold the, <laughs> the four other ones? Yeah. No, actually I didn't. Oh, I was, so you could have. Yeah. 50 yards away. Anyway, so how's yeah. the family going? I, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, but there's benefits of both. There's benefits of both. Yeah. Um, so can't wait to get tore apart for the, the hole in ones. Yeah. No, Not the holes yeah. in one. Hole in ones. Okay. End out the episode. I got uh, one thought on my mind. Um, and I'm not, I, I didn't prepare you for this. I barely prepared for this myself. Um, but we did see Nick Dunlap win. Uh, he was an amateur at the time to, and won a PGA Tour event. Um, clearly this is very rare for this to happen, but it does seem that the, you know, with the technology in the game now, um, people starting out and golf becoming more cool, this is going to be maybe more of, uh, it's still going to be rare, right? Like there's still going to be the professionals who are on tour and have the winning experience, have more kind of tournament experience, uh, at the professional level. But I do think that it may be more common. Um, and when I say more common, like not a 40 year difference or I forget what the true difference was in between Phil's amateur win on tour and, and Nick's, but either way, still extremely impressive. Um, and I'm going to bring two young golfers, um, that are now PGA tour professionals because he decided to become a PGA tour pro. Um, and I am going to make you make a pick uh, right now on in five years, who is going to be the more recognized or probably more recognized isn't fair. Who's going to be the more successful golfer um, between Ludwig Aubert and uh, Nick Dunlap? Hmm. That's definitely not where I thought you were going with mm -hmm. this. So like that whole time I'm thinking, okay, like i I don't blame him for going pro. Like, no, I don't yeah. do the same thing. <laughs> no, that's too easy of a, but that's, that yeah, that's too easy. Um, oh man. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that he, that Dunlap was able to close. Um, the, the lights didn't seem too bright for him by any means. Um, you know, maybe JT helped that with, you know, I think they're familiar with each other. They both went to Bama, you know, both have the same coaches. So, you know, there were some similarities there to the point where maybe he wasn't like, and I'm, I'm definitely not saying that he got starstruck by any means. Cause I think at this point he, he's out there to play golf. And I saw a clip or two of him talking to Smiley Kaufman about how he's been playing with professionals since he was like 16 when they have their own little Ryder cup type thing, um, back at their, one of their courses in his hometown, I guess. So I, I love his, his ability to finish. Um, that being said, the way that Aubert can hit the ball as far as he can, um, and, you know, talking to Lou, we, we understand that being closer to the hole is better no matter where it's at. Um, and I think generally 
European players are better ball strikers. Um, that's just been a, a thing of nature over the course of time. It seems like, um, at least that's, you know, that's the topic every year when the president's cup comes around, when the Ryder cup comes around, it's like, okay, well, the, the European team is going to set up the course so that they can hit good irons into shots or get good irons into tees. And then when the Americans play, it's, you know, we're going to bomb and gouge cause we can, we can hit it far and, you know, we're decent putters. So it's like, as far as that goes, if you throw in, generally speaking, Europeans are better ball strikers, and now he's also got the length, I would say he that Ludwig is probably going to be the more successful one. Um, I would definitely want Nick Dunlap, you know, USA, to to be there, be that that person between the two of them. But yeah, I just think over the course of the t- over the course of golf time and understanding the how it's normally been in history better ball striker plus distance is going to make him is going to make Obert really really good. Yeah. No, I I will spoil before I kind of say my thoughts like I agree with you. I think that over the next 5 years because of all the reasons you just listed, like that's my exact thoughts like almost word for word, like the, the European yeah. thing, the, uh, the distance, all of that. Um, what I will say is this is an extremely hard question though, because, because people are, you know, things are getting young. I think people just jump and go, well, it, it hasn't happened since Phil. So is he the next, you know, one of the next greats? And it's like, well, there's a lot of people that have like a, a big moment and then you just kind of never, you never hear from them again. And, but then sometimes it just turns, you know, that, that opens the floodgates a little bit. And then this guy, this guy's just going to pour on a bunch of wins this year. And he's going to, both of these guys are going to be in the masters, right? Dunlap is in it. Uh, Obert's in it. Like these guys are going to be playing in their first majors. Like that's all going to be um, good and fine. But um I think sometimes people jump too quickly on these young guys' careers, put too many expectations because of how dominant that Tiger was. Um, no one's ever going to be Tiger Woods. Like it's going to be a long right. time before somebody is the Tiger Woods level because it's getting harder to win on the PGA Tour. It seems with the amount of talent, um, and yeah, it's just like we've seen it. Like even just recently with Zalatoris, like. It, injuries happen man like things happen like people thought Zalatoris was the next thing and he's may, he may still be like he may have a rebound year after the injury and he may kind of work his way back up to to be in those uh positions but as of right now it's not looking you know his name has been out of the spotlight for a while now um and sometimes like an Anthony Kim who's potentially coming back by the way um sometimes you just have those guys that have their moments and then you just kind of never hear from them again so yeah, Very like, hard question, but but yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at Akshay Bhatia. I mean, he came out firing. He That's why he left college, because he thought he could make it as a pro. And not that he hasn't made it. I mean, he's played in a lot of these tournaments, but, like, it's just been mediocre. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler was fantastic at, at Texas, but he really hasn't gotten over the hump. I think he might have one win on tour. So, like, I think that just shows you, like, Okay. If I'm the best in college, I'm still probably <laughs> 75th in the yeah. pros. Yeah. Like and it's it's wild to like think about like, you know, 
I've played against, you know, speaking about basketball, like I've played against D one athletes, you know, when they were younger and it's like, okay, yeah, dude, like this guy is good. And you know, he's going to be good just because he's the best around that I know. But then you realize like, okay, now he's decent. Like now Mm -hmm. he's average at best. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was really good. Okay. Like he's at a D two school. So like, obviously he wasn't fantastic enough to, to go there and like he would drop, you know, 30, 40 on us if he wanted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've through our, our summer camps and stuff like that, like it was just like, okay, man, this kid's super good. Or he doesn't even go to college and plays basketball because like he's not good enough at the D3 level. But you're like, right. man, this kid's so good. Yeah. So I think, like you said, the expectations get that, that get thrown around on some of these guys are it's a recency bias thing. And probably should try to cool those off as much as we can. That way, you know, pressure like doesn't mount up. And, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, Tiger did this or Phil did this when he was a, an amateur. But it's like, we're not going to see very many Phil's or Tigers, you know, if at all anymore. Like it's those guys are in the class of their own. So, yeah, I just it, it's interesting to see how Dunlap will do because I think he'll be fine. But, you know, is he going to rack up three wins this year or five wins over the next two or three years? Like, I I don't know because, again, he's probably still – I saw his, uh, like, his world golf ranking, which can test that how you want. That's a different topic for another day. But he went from, That's like, 4,000 – yeah, 4,358th to, like, 72 or something like that. Mm-hmm something up there so he jumped like 4000 spots which is the highest that you know the world golf ranking has ever jumped which good for him but like still he's it's not like he's in the top 20 not even top 30 so yeah. it's like i don't know i i want him to do well i want him to succeed like that's awesome how he was able to grind out that victory but it's like is he going to be able to do it again right mm-hmm. It's tough, man. It's tough. There's a lot of events too. And, you know, clearly some of, some of the events like the American express don't always have like the greatest strength of, of field as well. Um, but it's still hard to win. It's extremely hard to win. So props to him. Like, that's amazing. It's going to change his life in some form or fashion, right? Like he's going from being a college kid to now he's a, he's a PGA tour professional. Not a lot of people get to that position, like to, to your point earlier. So um, but yeah, just wanted to pose that one. I was just kind of top of mind. These are both it's young guys, um, both going to have opportunities to, to play in some majors this year and excited to see what that looks like. But, um, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of bags. Um, we'll say this at the end of every episode until it is about April golf season is very, very close. Uh, and we are looking forward to bringing more, you know, uh, content, uh, throughout the year. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where we'll be doing those video segments um, that you're hearing on the audio podcast. Um, and if you're listening to the audio podcast, we appreciate it. We're still going to be getting the content to you. Just going to be in you know uh, slightly different format than historically, but still going to be getting uh, all the stuff that you would see on YouTube and more. Because guess what? What you just listened to the last like 15 minutes, not going on YouTube. So. Welcome to the exclusive Bags Club, you audio listeners. Thank you. Uh, Caleb, any final words? We're close, and that's what matters. That's all that matters, baby. All that matters. Oh, God, I can't wait. I was getting excited about 
August of, of 2024 and bringing home the trophy. Like, oh, man, just keep like dreaming and thinking about it. So, can't wait. Anyways, everybody, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.